and welcome to Next Steps for Business. So, Marie, 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 we're coming towards the end of the financial year, and last week's podcast we had Neil Watton on. We were talking about future planning and, and all this, that, and the other. But as an accountant, it's coming toward the end of the year, because I think I know what the answer is to this one, but what's the biggest thing that you're finding businesses are having trouble with? We often find that businesses aren't really on top of their finances. So they've got no clue what their revenue is or what their expenses are, what their potential tax bill might be. They probably just know what the figure in the bank is. Okay. So there's a lot of sins in that list that you just rolled out then. Cardinal ones, yeah. So the first question I think we collectively have to ask is, why don't you know where you are? Absolutely. And what do we mean by that? As in, well, what's the total for your invoices? We're looking at your current cash flow, all these sort of areas. You know, I, I think I could, well, in fact, let's let's talk about that today, you know, because I think it's pretty important to understand where your business is. Absolutely. So firstly, let's talk about why you should understand it. And then we'll talk about what you should be understanding and the benefits of doing that. Does that sound like a plan? It does, and we can throw in some tips as well. I have some tips, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. I'm sure you do too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the impact of not knowing your finances are, as we've just said, so you've got no idea what your turnover is, what your costs are, and that can have all sorts of impacts on things like VAT and tax, as well as just in general, what's your profit? Where's your business going? Yeah. If you spent the time at the beginning of your financial year, as we talked about sort of back end of December, beginning of January, about planning, if you spent the time to do goals and targets, are you on track? How do you know? Do you know, that that was exactly what I was about to say. We talk about goals and people saying, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm goals orientated and this, that and the other. Uh, You cannot be goal orientated and supporting it with targets if you don't know where your business is right today. You just don't. I'm sorry. That's you. Just you're fooling yourself. If you set a goal, then how do you know you're achieving it? You could have achieved it in September. Yeah, absolutely. Or you could be so far off track that you're never going to achieve it this year. Yeah, and you could actually be in real financial trouble today. Yeah. You know, you might not be trading next year if you don't keep an eye on these figures. I'm sound like a drama queen. I don't mean to, but it's true. It is. That's how some of these businesses go under. Because they don't look at the money. Yeah. And it's not just a case of knowing how much the bank balance is. Correct. Because that's just complete false. It doesn't tell you where your business is because your bank balance doesn't tell you the bills that are outstanding, what money's owed to you. Yeah. So how can you possibly tell just because you've got five grand in your bank account? Well done. But what happens if you've got a 10 grand tax bill? Yeah, exactly. You know, so there's so much that is reliant on understanding where your business is. So we understand why not, and we understand what can be the impacts. So let's start to turn this around and say, okay, right, let's talk through some of the the tips that we can Mm do. Okay. So the first thing it all comes down to is bookkeeping. So if you're not on top of your bookkeeping, and that's a case of, I mean, If you're not on top of sending your invoices to your customers, I mean, there's just like barely any hope for you in all honesty. So hopefully you're at least on top of that. 
Well, you say that, though. I've worked with businesses who haven't been chasing this down. So have they been invoicing and not chasing up the cash, or have they not been invoicing? Both. They're late on invoicing, right? And then they forget to chase them up, or they've chased them up once. And that's just ludicrous, because there are people or businesses out there that are slow at paying. But if you can be that proverbial pain in the neck... They'll pay you over somebody else just because it's like, look, I just want to get them off. You know, it's 10 o'clock again. Here they are on the phone. You know, if you can be that pain, you will get paid because it's more important to have that money in your account, not theirs. Yes. Okay, let's start here then, basically. So from an invoicing point of view, there should never be a reason why you're not invoicing in a timely manner. So if the work is done or you work on a project basis and there's set milestones or time targets or whatever it might be, you need to get that invoice done and out straight away. Correct. Because no one will pay you until you've invoiced them. Correct. Well, they shouldn't be. Well, they, yeah, they definitely shouldn't be. So you need a process for triggering invoices. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hard work. If you're one of the barriers to sending out your invoices is that you're doing them manually and you have to type up a template and then save the template down and email a PDF. And if that's a barrier because it's a time issue then use an accounting piece of software. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, you can send an invoice from your mobile phone. So if you're on the train or if you're sat waiting for a meeting to happen after the end of completing the work, you can just, on your phone, very quickly, like you'd send a text message, create an invoice and send it to your client. So there should be no reason why you ever don't send invoices out on time. Correct. From an invoice collection point of view, just because you touched on it, Dave, there are loads of things that you can do as well to help you get paid in a more timely manner. I like to go firstly with the option of uh, never having to chase anyone. So this works particularly well sort of business to business. And if you've got recurring service, recurring fees, where you've set something up in the likes of go cardless or something. So when your invoice becomes due or at a fixed period in time, go cardless. You can get similar things like through credit cards, things like Stripe and stuff. Basically takes the money when it's due. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rather than you having to then spend time that you don't have or are bad at doing or it makes you feel uncomfortable chasing money, it just does it for you. It's quite efficient. It saves a lot of time and effort. If that's not an option because of the sort of clientele you're working with or the way the contracts are set out or pushback from your clients, if you've got like a handful of large clients rather than lots of um, smaller recurring ones, say then that is going back to your make yourself a bit of a pain, not a horrendous pain. Basically, find a contact in your client's accounts payable department and be their best friend. Be very nice and lovely on the phone because picking up the phone rather than just sending emails is really, really helpful to getting stuff paid. But if you keep asking, so firstly, make sure they've got the invoice and then if you check that they've got it, it's going to be paid. Just make yourself a pleasant nuisance. (laughs) It's the best thing to do because what will happen in that accounts payable department when it comes to getting paid is that the person in charge or the person that you've made a pleasant nuisance of yourself to that's your new, you know, friend will basically shove you up the list. Yeah. I used to manage an accounts department in a larger company. And if my, I mean, sometimes it was the absolute pains, but um, more often than not, it was the people that had been very lovely, but a little bit persistent. And my accounts payable manager would say, can we make sure this one's paid? 
like on this day or can we do a special pay run for them? And because it helped her out, I would authorise it. So be that pleasant nuisance. Mm-hmm. To me, getting those invoices out and paid are just paramount. I will put other work to one side, doesn't matter how urgent it is, just so that I can get the invoices sorted. And, you know, with the existing clients, I know that my invoices all go out on time. Lady W helps me out and we get this all sorted because I want to see the money. Because it's a priority. Exactly. It is. It is. It should be your biggest priority. Fixing their leaky tap, teaching them how to, to do this, that and the other. Although it's important, does not pay your bills. Their money coming into your account pays your bills. And that's where the priority should really be. Okay, so I went off on a tangent slightly there, but hopefully it was a helpful one. So you've got your invoice out, you've changed the payment and everything. You don't stop there. You've got to record that in some way. Otherwise, how do you know what the total is? Correct. If you're not recording that in some way, shape or form, you won't know what your turnover level is. So if you've got a goal or a target around turnover and you're not hitting that, how will you know if you're not recording it? Correct. It also helps for growth as well. If you're if you're monitoring and tracking it and you're trying to increase it because that's one of your goals or targets, then monitoring and tracking it helps you to see what is working, what isn't working. Correct. So if you've got marketing activity, for example, in your plan and you've invested some money or some time or both into a specific piece of marketing activity and you can see the return on investment then in the sales that are coming in. Exactly. By tracking that on a monthly basis, seeing where the the returns are coming in, you are identifying problems earlier so that you can do something about them. There's no point identifying that you had a problem back in September in the middle of February. Because you can't do anything about it. Correct. It's too late, right? Uh, You may well be just in serious firefighting. That's the problem. Also, you're missing out on opportunities. You are. If you notice that happened this month that a, a particular type of customer profile seems to be doing, you know, far better for conversions or just even just contacting you for, for more information and whatever else, there's an opportunity there to make more money. So why not just tweak your marketing model that says, right, let's focus in on this part of my marketing avatars. And then you can start to really maximize because it could be something really, really important that's coming up or whatever else for that particular genre. This basically leads back to that old saying of knowledge is power. If you don't have the information, you're completely lost. I'm going to correct you slightly because it's the use of the knowledge is power. Because just by having the information, sorry to be pedantic, but by having the knowledge is of no use. It's when you act on it. And that's the real. That is the real power. Yes. Yeah. You've got to have it in the first place, but then you've got to do something about it. Correct. I once uh, went out to see a company. They weren't a client of mine, um, but we were were having some conversations because they were in some dire straits. They were sort of two and a half, three million pound turnover business. And they had turned off an element of their sales funnel because they thought it was becoming too costly. Yeah. Kickbacks and stuff to the way that the sales came to them, basically. Uh, long story short, once yeah. they actually put their numbers together for a financial year, they're about six to nine months behind that at that point. It was in that sort of, let's not do it in the good yeah. time frame for the for the accountant. Let's leave it until the deadline sort of thing. And once they, they put it all together, they actually realized that their sales had more than halved. 
Wow. And then then that's why they were having such dire cash issues. Yeah. Because their cost base was exactly the same, but they hadn't been monitoring their sales. So the money coming in was much, much less. And they were in real financial difficulty. And I think that speaks volumes, doesn't it? it you does. know, when, when you're in that sort of situation. I mean, it's just bonkers not doing that, isn't it? Absolutely. I guess what, one thing that we're trying to reinforce here and is that you should feel guilty for not spending time on your business. Absolutely. You know, you really should feel guilty by not spending that time. Like you said, it's okay because we're making sales. We've got money coming in. So let's not worry about it. Oh, and customer ABC has just phoned up and they've got this major issue. There's a problem in the plant works. I can't seem to get um, one of my trainers to XYZ company, whatever. Those operational day-to-day problems that I'm afraid you'll have on Monday and you'll have on Tuesday and you'll have on Wednesday to infinitum. Those problems will not go away. They will continue and you will continue to do the normal day-to-day management of your business. But are you spending time on your business? And that is the real crux. That's where you'll find you're either making money or, you know, and like you said beautifully earlier on, growth. How do you know you're achieving any growth? And if you're not growing, and you don't have to grow by N percent, but sometimes you need to grow just to stand still. And if you're not doing that, then you're starting to wither. Yeah. We all know what that means. Now, if you're quite happy to keep your business as is, that's brilliant. But do think about all those customers that you've got at the moment and ensuring that you're supporting them. You can guarantee in the next 12 months you're going to lose one of them. So, therefore, you need to be thinking about obtaining another customer. There's natural drop-off, isn't there? Yeah. Especially you will find at the minute, as we head on into 2022, the natural drop-off, some of it will come from businesses that can no longer trade or the, those owners that no longer right. want to trade yeah. or that are retiring. I mean, retiring and no longer wanting to trade or, or struggling and having to fold is sort of natural in the world of business for businesses, unfortunately. So you will always have some of that natural drop-off. Oh, and you're absolutely right. You know, your reliance on them trading So that's what you just said there. Additionally, there could be somebody that comes along who's cheaper, who's faster, who's... Yeah, competition. Exactly, that will undermine your your traditional way of progressing. So unless you're reinventing yourself, there will be somebody, there will be an upstart that will come into the market that will change. Absolutely. Let's take accountancy for a start. Businesses need accountants and moving further forwards. However, how many of these different tools that have come onto the market that people think that they don't need as many services. So where you'd have made £100, that could be dropped down to 60 now because they're using all these different tools. And if they've acquired them themselves rather than through an accountant, you're going to lose potentially money, aren't you, depending on what services they've taken away from you. Don't get me started on some of these tools because some of the adverts basically say that it does it for you. Yes. And then they have little disclaimers at the bottom, really, really small with a little asterisk and stuff, saying that basically it doesn't really, it doesn't take away from doing X, Y, and Z. Because if you listen to some of those adverts online for some of the accounting software, one of of them that's not my favourite one uh, is particularly bad for it. It basically just says it does it itself and it really doesn't. And you can make a mess of it if you don't know what you're doing. And that all leads into that saying having your bookkeeping 
all up to date. Yes. If you've got and you're doing everything right, so if you don't know what you're doing or you don't have time for it or it's sort of a bit beyond you or scares you, baffles you, you don't have the time, the want, the inclination to do it, you've got to sort something out from that side of things because inaccurate bookkeeping can cost you money in VAT, it can cost you money in tax, and it can eat away at your profits and your cash because if you're not accurately recording your expenses then um you could end up paying things once twice three times that you don't need to you could be spending cash unnecessarily and again that's going to affect your cash flow yes now the inland revenue i believe if you make payments to them that are in excess of what you should have done like you've just said you paid the same bill twice three times they will not pay you back. They will just hold it on as a credit. Now, that's great for next year's books, but this year's, when you're just trying to keep your head above water because you haven't you know, been managing your money properly and you could do with that few grand back from the inland revenue, they will not pay it normally unless it's quite significant. There are specific circumstances that you can get refunds back from HMRC for things like uh, the mini corporation tax losses. You can carry them back and offset them against profits in previous years to get refunds and stuff. But a lot of the time it can get a bit trickier. But in these instances, if it's a bookkeeping error, until that error actually comes to light, you won't know that you've overpaid or underpaid or something's wrong. You could actually have paid a supplier three times and not realised it. Yeah. And that could have yeah. then effect on your VAT bills, for example. So I had a client that we took on and the previous accountant had been doing the bookkeeping and I think they must have had a junior on it because it was horrendously wrong. I removed about £65,000 worth of duplicate transactions. Good God. It was it was really awful. But what that had meant is when they, at the client's first VAT period, they'd had a refund because of the duplicate costs that were in there. Wow. Which meant that once we adjusted it, actually, it, it adjusted it and corrected the amount of that that should have been paid, and it basically put it the other way. So in that first period, the refund they had should have pretty much been, you know, nil, should have been about break-even from a that input and output point of view. Now, we found that, we corrected it, we sorted that. Had HMRC decided to investigate that client and come out and um, look through their books and they find it, it's a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. If HMRC find an issue that you haven't, known about or you know had a chance to correct and sort yourself then more penalties and, and things are involved got it got it well i think there you go again it's so important that you know you are staying on top of these things yes um and like you just intimated there with the, the 65 grand if that had been caught early you know you'd have been talking about five grand but 65 grand certainly for a solopreneur a, a small business you know a micro small business that's a hell of a lot of money that's a hell of a lot of money. It was the business's first year of trade as well. So it looked as though they had just like made a massive loss. I mean, thankfully, they came over to us just as the accounts were about to be signed off and filed. Yeah. And uh, the previous account said, we'll do that if you want before you move. And I said, no, 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 it's fine. I'll do that. And I'm so glad that we did because they would have filed them in that state, which is uh, sort of cognizant. It's completely off the topic. But... This is what I'm saying about having bookkeeping being right at the forefront. It's considered, you know, a little mundane job that, you know, anyone can do. There are ways to mess yes. it up. <laughs> so 
there are ways to really mess it up. And it's all about having, if you're not able to do it yourself or you don't have the, like I say, time or inclination, having the right support to do it because it will help you understand where your figures are at. Yeah. It will make sure that you are doing everything that you can for HMRC's VAT and tax and all the rest of its point of view because you might be overpaying because you're not claiming things in the right way or you're missing out on costs that you can claim from a tax point of view. But also it will help you get better timely information on your business yes. or what your profit is and your you know costs are. You can monitor your costs. You can see if there's suddenly a spike in your rent invoices because your landlord's trying to pull a fast one on you or something for that effect. There's so much information in your numbers. And back to the using the knowledge from the power point of view, you need to have that in the knowledge in the first mm. place in order to be able to use it in the most effective way. So I guess the, the big thing to draw from all of this, guys, is that do set time in your diary, in your calendar, every month to make sure that you are up to date, that you're spending time on the business, that you make, you're rectifying and ensuring all the bookkeeping's up to date, that your invoices have gone out. You can then start to do the comparison between your goals and targets versus what has actually happened for this month. You know, again, if you need some more encouragement about the goals and subsequent targets, Maria and I did a brilliant podcast not that long ago all around about goal setting. And there's the follow-on one that I did with the, about the targets. Do spend the time. This will allow you to ensure that you're trading this time next year. And with the right approach to all of this, you're looking at growth as well. You know, this is this is positive stuff. You can't do much about this last year as the financial year is coming to a close. But what you can do is make sure that next year is a really good year. And I think that's the thing to draw from this. If you've been guilty, admit it to yourself. By admitting you can do something about it, if you stick your head in the sand and go, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll do it better next time, you, you won't. You need to take constructive steps. And I think that's important. Yeah, the steps basically to make sure that you're on the best track with this. Start with your bookkeeping. Well, start with your invoicing if that's not not the right process. Then your bookkeeping. Uh, And there are ways to make things easier from from your side of things as people to help and support. There are nice online tools. You know, I like a bit of tech that can help with these sorts of things. But once you've got everything in the right place, your information in the right place, it then comes down to management reporting, management information management accounts, whatever you want to call them, so that you are tracking things, monitoring things. And if you've got goals and targets, and they're not always financial goals and targets, Mm -hmm. um, and quite rightly they shouldn't be, you'll have um, key performance indicators and uh, different metrics and measures, your management reports should be monthly at least, and they should have a measure against whatever it is that your targets and goals are. Yeah. So if it's marketing leads, you should be monitoring and tracking your marketing leads. Say it's marketing leads through your website, for example. Well, you can get that information. You should be getting that information. You should be tracking it. And whatever other indicators that you have and are working towards, you should be monitoring and tracking them as a minimum on a monthly basis. Correct. Correct. Uh, And I think that's the, the key part. That becomes so powerful when you do that as well because you can identify problems before they happen. You can take advantage of opportunities, things that are going well. As Dave said a few minutes ago, that particular avatar is doing particularly well at the minute. 
target to them, market to them, those sorts of things. If you've not got light of any of that situation or any of the information, you can't take advantage of those opportunities that can make you more money. Indeed, indeed. Hopefully, guys, you found that really useful. Now, believe it or not, this podcast going out is actually our 101st. And what I mean by that is that at the very beginning, when we first started off, we did an extra 10 podcast called the Chaos Chronicles because we were just starting lockdown for the very first time. And Yeah, do you remember when that was, you know, new? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want to feel, you know what it feels like for, for somebody at the time, listen to those early podcasts. Um, so so we, did, we did do some extra ones. But even this being well up into our 90s, just on our standard weekly podcasts, we've covered pretty much all aspects of, of business. We've gone through all these different items in the 90-odd episodes that we've done. And what's really important now then, guys, is that we're looking to restructure the way we're doing podcasts. The next lot of podcasts, we're going to be putting them out on a monthly basis. And we're going to see how that goes for a while. And what we have come up with, Marie's brilliant idea was that we're thinking about actually getting some feedback from you guys to help choose the next topic. So we're going to make our podcasts on a monthly basis more of an event. So they've been weekly and we've had some fantastic guests. We've put our heads together ourselves. We've interviewed each other. We were interviewed once ourselves. That's right. (laughs) So what we're going to be doing going forward is making them more of an event and to help you be involved in those podcasts as more of an event, we're going to put out, we'll put surveys on LinkedIn that have potential topics on uh, and we'll have you vote and then whatever the most popular one is, that'll be the one that we do. That's right. And on top of that, where possible, we will also have guests to help support us. We will have guests. So yeah. that we can really have a real fun area, but it was something that, that's really niggling you guys. And that's what we want to try and do is, is that's the new tailorship of moving this forwards. Uh, we wanted to try and cover everything we could on the podcast to a nice level if any of the different subjects that you're needing more information on then don't forget about the online course it's there to be able to take you through properly so it's key that you know you make use of those tools but do get involved with you know stating what you think would be really helpful when it comes to the next topics we will throw it open to you guys absolutely and then uh, everyone has more involvement which is great and then whatever topic is decided, if we can have a guest that will support getting the most information for that topic out, then we will do that. Absolutely. And again, you know, all of the previous podcasts are still available. So it doesn't hurt to go back over certain areas for your own education and re-listen to them. You know, they're still going to be there. They're still all very recent productions. So do think about, you know, listening there and refreshing yourself on these different ones. But do get involved with the voting. Absolutely. Guys, so until next time, take care, keep on keeping on, and for Marie and I, for now, see you next time. Cheers, bye. Need help running your business better? The new Next Steps online course is now out. Follow our steps for success in your business. Please do use the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any new episodes. You can also visit us at www.nextsteps4for.biz. Send in your questions and any feedback you have to info at nextsteps4.biz 
Otherwise, you can contact us through our social media. You can find us on Facebook at Next Steps for Business. You can also find us on LinkedIn at Next Steps for Business. And you can follow us on Twitter at NS4Biz. That's NS, the number four, biz. Thank you.